0: And welcome back to my channel. So this week I interviewed hairdresser Holly Ann. Here's how it went. Hi Holly! Hello. So yeah. you're obviously a hairdresser. I am. So officially. The first, officially so the first kind of thing what I want to talk about is what made yeah. you like a hairdresser?
1: So um, everyone's been telling me to do it for a long time and they all asked me why I didn't do it with my mum. So my mum owns a salon and we're actually celebrating 30 years this year. She owns a salon and um, seven years ago my sister um, joined her mm-hmm. um, to do the beauty side and I then went on to do fitness, um then I did a state agency for three years and I still was adamant I didn't want to be a hairdresser for all my life never wanted to be a hairdresser um so I was in a musical theatre show and I decided that I really actually quite like to do it so I spoke to my mum she then said if we're going to do it we need to do it this year and that's where it went off and I did an apprenticeship for I was earning um quite a bit of money doing the state agency I had a really nice car Um, And I loved life and I had to make a massive life decision where I'd have to sell my car, um, sell everything, get rid of everything just to be an apprenticeship wage. So I went from being, you know, really like kind of, oh, I've got money, blah, blah, back down to I haven't got anything. So I actually lived off about £500 a month being 24. Um you can do it, you can say. <laughs> but it was worth it because then a year went by and I qualified in September last year and I haven't looked back to ever since
0: Very good. So you mentioned that you've obviously taken a bit of a leap um, from being on quite a good wage to apprenticeship wages. What would you say yeah. to anyone else who's kind of looking to take that jump but is a bit not too sure, a bit scared, what would you say?
1: Um, it's a really difficult decision to make, um, especially if you're uh, 24 and you've either got a partner like I have and you want to save for a house or even if you haven't got a partner and you're single and you want to still save for the things that you want in life. I think every girl always has their five year plan and always wants to do stuff and they always want to move out. They always want to meet a nice boy. Um, but for me, I'd say my best advice is just don't hold back, just go for it. It doesn't matter what age you are to do something that you want to do. So, for instance, my cousin, Lucy, um, you know, she she wants to do things that she's never done. My sister, again, always wanted to do beautician, but she just didn't, She just always wanted to do that. So there's two scales of it where, you know, I, I really wanted to be a state agent. And actually, in fact, I went to school and I hadn't got a clue what I wanted to do. I went to college and did performing arts for three or four years. I was then going to go to uni and do performing arts for wherever else long. I didn't in the end. I had a year out. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I was, how old was I, 24, um, that I decided to go into hairdressing. So my advice to people would be just go for it. Don't worry about your age. And anyone can train at any age now. There's so many courses. There's so many colleges that could just train you up. So my advice would be, Just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But if it's something you've always wanted to do or you know you're good at it, just don't stop and just go for it. So,
0: you also mentioned about you're involved in musical theatre. I am. Talk to me a bit about that.
1: Well, you know, obviously, as you're involved. Um, But I am a part of a musical theatre company called KOS, originally called the Kettering Operatic Society. It's amazing. We've got our own little family. We do shows every year, uh, once a year. We used to do two, if anyone knew our shows. Uh, We only do one a year now, uh, a big one, and we absolutely love it. You're involved, obviously, as a dancer, as well as I am. I've been in KOS since I was six years old. So I think I'm coming up to celebrating my twentieth year next year, uh, being in the society. Amazing people, amazing shows. People think that when they go to amateur dramatics, so they all think they're not going to see the greatest show. But honestly, I can say that our shows are very professional, and I think anyone who's seen them would say the same. I love it, and I hate it sometimes. So, <laughs> but I love it because I love doing it. But obviously, on the other side, you get some of the things that, you know, amateur dramatics that comes. So you have to, you know, you have the time off work and, mm-hmm. and you have to do all those stuff. So you kind of love it. But I mean, I don't hate it because I absolutely love it. I've been doing it since I was six. So I can't believe really that. Um, you meet great people, friends for life. I've been there since, obviously, I was younger. But people like yourself who joined like two years ago, who are now, I classes classes are my very good friends. You find friends along the way in life. And I've learned that very recently in lockdown, that you are... You you meet people when you're least expecting it and they become lifelong friends. So,
0: you mentioned that you've been in it since what the age of six? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to ask you do you still get stage fright?
1: Yes, I do. Not stage fright, I get so nervous. So, I'm fine when we're on show week, I won't even bat an eyelid. But when you're on that stage and you know you know a dance and you're in a dance and whatever. I get so nervous when I'm doing the dance that I don't want to get it wrong. I mean, there was one instance where I was in a show and I got I got it wrong and I actually, like, shouted out loud on the <laughs> stage, like, like, oh, no, I got it wrong. And I'm like, what am I doing? So I did that, which was really embarrassing. Yes, I do. And... I don't care what anyone else says. Everybody who does stage musical theatre, 540 people looking at you you, you, you have to get staged. Not sort of stage fright, like nervous. There's no doubt about it. When I, before I go onto that stage and I walk onto that stage, I am hurting myself. But there's not many people. You're probably saying that you already have friends. None of them could do it. None of them could walk on the stage and perform the way we do. I love my own family of musical theatre and they are different people but for so many different reasons and they're so different to your normal friends. They're like, it's a different world being amateur dramatics. People who are in it will know what I mean by that, but people who won't probably won't. Um, but it's so different to normal life.
0: How would you say that you get over them nerves prior to a show? What would you say the main thing is, what just gets you through? And
1: Yeah, my, um, I was at college doing musical theatre as I mentioned earlier so I did performing arts not kind of like musical theatre bit because that's more like singing and dancing so I did performing arts and so my teacher at school uh, school college always told me that when you go on stage if you're in a character or whatever you're doing dancer you zip yourself up from the bottom sounds really strange but you need to imagine you're literally so you're getting into someone and you're zipping yourself up and you walk on as that person Mm -hmm. so don't think about yourself. Don't think about your your ner- nerves um, and just enjoy it. Like You go to rehearsals. We rehearse in KOS from September until the show in April, May. So we're rehearsing for at least most of our year. So we're doing a show most of our year. We have, what, four months off in summer? And then we're back at it in our next show. So you've worked so hard for so many years. So I would probably say... To get over your fears is just think that you're enjoying it. If you go wrong, carry on. There's nothing worse than seeing someone on stage that goes wrong and just stand still and shit themselves. So
0: you've recently started a blog talking about anxiety, I believe. Absolutely. I don't um, normally speak out about my anxiety.
1: Obviously, I will to you, which is fine. Uh, I don't normally because I don't feel that people who really suffer with anxiety, and I get it, Um, and I understand people do talk to people and and depression I've met some people along my life that kind of scream that they have anxiety and put it all over you know social media they put it all over everywhere and I get it and I understand it um, but sometimes I don't understand when people put it on social media all the time and say that they're like say their story all the time I just sometimes feel like are you actually suffering as much as people because i do feel like people with depression and anxiety don't speak about it enough and i think people who actually suffer with it don't tell their story because they want to keep it to themselves because knowing with anxiety i mean this is my my opinion and my experience of anxiety is that i never wanted to tell anyone so obviously i spoke to you about making a blog because i wanted to help people i wanted people to read and to be honest i wanted just to write something down how i felt and just have it somewhere and i don't care if anyone reads it because it's it's a kind of like relief when you are anxious about something, you kind of just keep it bottled up and that's what makes your symptoms kind of a symptom. And I've had things happen to me in my past that have gone up until I was like 21. So I've suffered with it quite badly. I kind of like to speak to people about it in my own kind of way. So my blog was there to help other people who were suffering with anxiety as well. anxiety is a funny thing. And I think most people actually suffer from anxiety in different stages of their life Um, because something's either happened or you're scared that something's going to happen but I've now learned how to control it and I do feel for people that get anxiety when they're older because they actually don't know how to deal with it because they're so used to not having it. Do you think
0: that if you haven't had it then you struggle to come to terms with someone who does? I mean I know we see quite a bit on social media about oh they'll get over it What's your views on that? And also, do you think it's spoken about
1: enough? One, it's never spoken about enough. But I think when you deal with that sort of thing, you ain't going to speak about it. My sister and my mum mama, are... My mum's now dealt with anxiety, as so as my sister before. Um, it's like Harry, like, say, Harry, or, or people, I don't think they do understand because when you haven't dealt with something, it's like having a job, isn't it? Like when you haven't done something, you don't know how to do it. Or when you've been through something, so say like, you know your mum and dad's has enough? Or having like someone whose mum and dad is like like myself. So it's, I think it's different situations. If you deal with it and you've dealt with it and you've had it, you will understand. Mm-hmm. If you haven't dealt with it and you don't live with someone who has dealt with it, I think it's really hard for someone who hasn't had it to try and actually deal with that person who's got it.
0: You've obviously quite into your fitness. Would you say that fitness helps with anxiety? Obviously, we know that fitness releases certain hormones, what helps with stress. Would you say it helps
1: you? Oh, my God, like 110%. I actually went to the doctors um, for my anxiety, you know, over the years, and I was in sports direct fitness working as um, you know like a reception and worked my way through um and then i got mad into fitness um and i was doing it every day before my shifts after my shifts and and i loved it and then when obviously i left i still tried to keep up with it and i do actually love fitness but i never want to i was speaking to a friend the other day and we were talking about how fitness takes over your life and we were saying how some people who want to be like really fit and bodybuilders and whatever they want to do, it completely takes over their lives to become a fitness freak. You obviously have to like eat healthy, you have to eat chicken, you have to do all the protein stuff. That's that your life completely changes when you want to be a fitness like, like into fitness so much. I've always wanted to live my life around, yes, I want to be fit and I want to have a good body as girls want, <laughs> Every girl wants. I have to say, with that sort of thing. I would rather be happy and exercise when I, when I can um, and go out with my friends because I've seen people in working at gyms and they're there like three times a day or like twice a day and they haven't got like, I can't say they haven't got a life, but they don't seem to have a social life because you're constantly doing this. You can't go out and drink because you can't drink when you exercise. We can, but it's obviously bad for you. Um, so yes, I love fitness and I do like to do it a lot. I mean in lockdown it's been touch and go um but I have been doing some Mark Wright workouts which are very good but yeah I'd rather have a balanced life with good fitness and eat Mm healthy-ish and go out with my friends and have a good social life because I know so many people that don't and I again I was talking to a friend that I've obviously met over through lockdown and he was you know telling me that it used to be his life And, and coming back to anxiety I went to the doctors and he said, are you, are you gymming? Are you exercising? Are you getting all that? And at that time I wasn't, but I, I had, and I can't tell you enough, not exercising, suffering anxiety, awful, like awful. My head, my like anxiety was terrible. When you exercise, oh my God. You're like a new person. I don't think you should make exercise in your whole life. I don't think that whatsoever. But I do think you need to exercise to make your brain healthy. And I do also think that exercising, some people like exercise, some people don't. But I, if you suffer from anxiety, go for a walk in the countryside, go get a bike, do whatever you can do just to keep your exercise. Because it's not about doing the exercises and getting fit and blah, blah. It's actually getting your mind thinking of something else. And yes, obviously, it does release hormones that ang- it does help anxiety and it actually has proven I think it does help anxiety but I would recommend to anyone even if you do not like exercise and you do not want to do anything get outside and just go for like a 10 minute walk or go around your block or do something it 100 110 percent helps with anxiety I would always stand by that because when I'm not exercising my anxiety and to be honest I feel like shit when I don't exercise like and I've eaten like sweets and chocolate you do feel like shit like because I think when you exercise and you can eat like you know people exercise and eat rubbish so what you're still exercising you need to keep your mind free of all the bad stuff and I also actually would recommend listening to like calming music as well I love it because it just relaxes you and I said I actually said to Harry when we get our house I want a room just full of like crystals and like a room where we can both go just reflect. Uh, But yeah, so I've learned um, when I was suffering from anxiety quite badly that yes, I took the mick out of you um, for having (laughs) crystals, but they do help. And I think having a meditation, like just a room where you go into and you listen to that sort of music. It's like massage music, like sea noises. And honestly, I can't tell you how much actually just lets your mind go to a different place and you forget about all your worries until obviously you turn the music off and you're back to your life but for that for that half an hour or 20 minutes or 10 minutes of just listening to calming music collect yourself it does help ha- it do, really does help but yes exercise 110 percent. i would recommend doing if you do suffer
0: so thank you for that and moving on i have got to ask you You've recently been promoting David's homemade (laughs) dinners on Facebook. They look amazing, can I just say, for a start. you got that right. (laughs) Tell me a bit more.
1: So let me explain who David is first. Um, He is my stepdad, um, more of a dad, really, um, to me. But he is a chef of 45 years and beyond. During lockdown. He hasn't been able to work because he works in a place where he is kind of like a subcontractor. So he has his own business, um, a catering business, and he works within a place where it's called BCA, I think, or it might have changed now. But anyway, it's a massive car thing and they have different hangers and he's the canteen slash lunch people for them. Um, Now, obviously, we all got shut down. He hasn't been managed to work. So it's been quite difficult because my mum is self-employed. He is self-employed. I'm not working because I work with my mum and Harry's not working because he's furloughed. So it's, it's quite difficult. So we then, David, well, my friends and family members and everyone else have had David's food and I have to say it's amazing and I'm lucky enough to have it most nights in the and week. I have to say, um, I
0: that I have had a bacon roll from the <laughs> before and, oh my goodness, he makes like a bacon roll, tastes like,
1: caviar it's amazing i know so he doesn't just do like so if you say you know meatball italian meatballs which is on his menu for this week or it will be obviously when i come on um but he it's not just meatballs it's like amazing meatballs (laughs) and like amazing pies and amazing lasagnas and curry and everything else he has so basically david's dinners we we're in lockdown. He, want, he wasn't doing anything. All he was doing was making bread, making cakes, because that's all he was doing for the past like, seven weeks. Everyone was asking him, when are you doing home dinners? When are you doing it? And uh, he was. we all talked about it and was like, right, should we do it? We then decided that he was going to go do dinners from Monday to Friday or Tuesday to Friday, obviously this week's bank holiday. He did it last week and it was a hit. Everyone did it. So basically, David's homemade dinners is that he cooks from home here um, and people come collect his dinners. It's in a container. He does it all so nice. So for instance, when we were on, uh, when we did his homemade pie, did it in the container, put it in a bag. Everyone comes and collects it, cash only. We do it socially distant. So we obviously put it on, they collect it, give everyone a separate time um, and they heat it up at home. So the idea of it is, he cooks it all, here, uh, prepares it all, explains to the person that comes and collects it, how to cook it at home. It's not really cooking because it's already done, it literally is you're taking it home and you're heating it up, because um, it'd be too difficult to serve like, hot food all the time. Um, so you literally have a container in a bag, he explains what to do with it, you go do it. We've just seen how it grows, um, so eventually, you know, um, when he retires or whatever, in years to come, this might be something that he will look to do in the future, but as lockdown goes, we've had so many people that want to order his dinners because they know obviously how good it is. Um, And I have to praise him because honestly, like they are unreal and he makes the most amazing food Um, and he loves doing it as well. It's not like he's like, oh, I've got to do it again. It's his passion. He loves doing it. He's been a chef for so many years and not saying my mum loves her kitchen being (laughs) being cooked in every day. Um, But, it's worth it and he thought if I could make a little bit of money for the household doing the thing I love then why not so obviously I was then made to do the logo and which obviously I love doing um and I'm in charge of his Facebook um so yeah the idea of how it works is we put a menu out at the beginning of the week you read the menu just decide what you want for the week you tell us how much you want and what you want it's five pound per portion and that's it. So £5 per portion, it's £40 if you had it for, like, the whole week or £50 the whole week. Okay. Some people are paying, like, £100, like, a week for their food. or well, not anymore. Not
0: <laughs> anymore with David's dinners. Sounds David's <laughs>
1: dinners. Um, but, yeah, no, it is It is really good. And I'm sure you'll have by the time I'm on YouTube. You would have had some. I would um, But, yeah, it's an amazing idea. And anyone – it's difficult because people – who haven't tasted his food won't necessarily know how good it is so we're trying to get new people that try it obviously cuz it's a fibre, it's not that much money try it and then once they've tried his food we know he'll he'll like wanna it'll it'll grow uh, but its tasting it isn't it like it's it's getting that as a person it's taking that plunge to order it and actually have it so i think that's that's where we're at, at the moment we're just getting more and more people trying his food and then Hopefully more and more people will order as the weeks go on, um, because obviously we're not going back anytime soon.
0: But <laughs> it sounds like it's keeping you busy, um, which is it definitely is. And thanks ever so much for coming on today. I wish you all.: You're
1: very welcome.
0: David's dinners, and when you get back to here, <laughs> Yeah, next year. <laughs> um, but no, it's been really good speaking to you, and thank you. Thank you so much. You're doing a very good job. Now I hope you all learnt something from that video, I know for me what stood out mostly was how exercising and keeping active, keeping busy can help with anxiety. Obviously I know that normally people tell us that but we've actually heard it from someone firsthand who suffers from anxiety and finds their relief as such through fitness, through keeping busy. Now, to follow Holly on social media, I'll put the links here. If you have someone that inspires you, please comment below. I'm always so intrigued to find out who inspires you guys. Likewise, if you have an inspiring story to tell, comment below or drop me a message on social media. Again, I'm always so intrigued to hear from others about their different stories. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and I'll speak to you all next week. See you later.